creepy campfire. <laughs> I mean, it's worth it to not get caught for murder. <laughs> um, his balls wasn't feeling right. Freak out! That's not reassuring. Get freaked out. See, so these are where the questions come from. This yeah. is where it stems from. This is what makes it fun. Welcome back to Creepy Campfire, your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan. Oh yeah! Well, welcome folks out to Green County. We're at the Volunteer Speedway for another night of racing. Howdy folks, now welcome. Now welcome, now now welcome. We're out for a good night of racing. What's this down on the track in number 15? We've got... A hairy man climbing in that car. Oh, and he's ready to race, folks. I like the enthusiasm. He's ready to go. <laughs> ready to go, lining up. We got 15 cars out tonight on the dirt track. Let's see who comes in first. Oh, there they go. Around the first turn. They're coming around the straightaway, bending third. Oh, my God. There's a 12-car pileup. And, oh, oh, oh the, no. the hairy man, he's, he's climbing out. He's, he's picking his car up and throwing it into the crowd. Oh, my God. Well, folks, that's what you call a sore loser out in Greene County at the Volunteer Speedway. Who is that? Who's that causing a ruckus down on the speedway? That, that, I think his name is, is Barney. That's what I got here on the sheet, but he looks like a monster to me. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Just having a little fun with our, our East Tennessee fans. I hope you don't take it to offense. I was from Eastern Kentucky, so I'm allowed to make that accent, whether I mean to or not. I am not. I was just now, following suit. Now I'm not going to be able to get out of it because I was in it. Yeah. And you're just going to get a little bit of this every now and then. Well, it's, yeah, it's more natural for you anyways. Yeah, unfortunately. But <laughs> people seem that's to like a, it. Yeah, that's not a broad. I don't feel So... We're doing East it. Tennessee tonight, courtesy of suggestion of one of our listeners. I believe Alex. Alex. We won't say any more because we didn't get direct permission. But Alex, faithful listener, and also our first Patreon supporter. Yes, sir. So shout out, Alex. We cannot thank you enough. He is our first hero. And any of you that join at any tier of our Patreon... We will shout you out, and we will always shout you out at the beginning of the episode, because I believe if you're giving us your hard-earned money, you don't deserve the back end of the episode where nobody's really listening. You get to be front and center to get our thanks. I can't wait until we have so many that like that just overtakes the episode. <laughs> we have <laughs> an episode, episode of just thanks. We're just gonna have a Patreon episode about like just thanking all of the Patreon supporters. <laughs> That's literally all it is. Just if reading you- off names. If you guys want to join Patreon, just head on over to patreon.com slash creepycampfirepodcast, uh, and you'll find us there. we got three tiers if you guys want to join. Uh, $1 gets you a shout-out. $3 gets you access to all of our episodes. We try to keep it cheap for you. Um, and then if you just want to be that above and beyond supporter, um, you, you can sign up for that $10 subscription. and can make us uh, help keeping this making this happen. That's right. I mean... We've made it happen for a year and a half so far. We're doing good. But it would be awful nice if this could be our full time. Oh, man. Um, I don't know if that will ever happen, but, you know, keep the dream alive. That's the dream. That's the dream. So check on that. But courtesy of our first Patreon supporter and loyal loyal listener, Alex, we're going to do urban legends in Tennessee and specifically Eastern Eastern Tennessee. Tennessee. 
So I've got one story in great length for everybody. Um, Jordan, I sent you the list of the other stories. We're going to gonna lightning round those guys. But I picked one out that I could find a little more on that really sounds like an urban legend. Okay. Um, that I'm gonna, we'll have a little bit more of a meat of a story for. Oh, that's exciting. So one moment while I sip my yoo because we have yoo for this episode, not sponsoring the podcast. I wish they would, though. Man, what, what a... Oh, man. If we could have a yoo sponsor, like, Don't... I wouldn't even... Like, don't pay us. Just give us a lifetime. Yeah, seriously. Like, if we could just slap your name on everything that we own. <laughs> I would be so happy with that. Yo. But you know who does sponsor us? We get this in early. Is Moses Family Jerky. Yes, indeed. A product we firmly stand behind. We recently um, ordered some of their jerky in, ordered some of their coffee in off of our own dime. It's all delicious. And uh, we actually, we we did a little taste testing and gave our reactions on, uh, on Patreon. That's one of our little... Sp- special episodes if you want to check that out dedicated so there but long story short moses family jerky great quality product check them out and if you want to do that you can use our code creepy 10 capital c creepy 10 the number 10 and uh, that'll give you 10 percent off your order and they kick us a, a little kickback from what you do from that so again you're helping support the podcast and we can't thank you guys enough for that we appreciate every bit so on to Eastern Tennessee. Yeah, Barney, I know you're excited too, but just just sit back, chew on some of the jerky. Let let me and Jordan take this up. Going for a trip. So this one is the legend of Sadie Baker. Okay, Sadie Baker. This is a this is a local. I'm assuming this is this is. Okay. So um, I got this main story from Tiloma. I hope I pronounced that right. Tilomanews.com, one of the, the newspapers around. Um, and let me, they did a really good in-depth article about the, the background of the story. And they, they did it for, for Halloween. And so I thought, let's ride up our alley. Oh, yeah. So the story begins back in the 1800s in the township of Manchester. The Shelton family had been in the area for years, and they're a well-known family. They were said to have many beautiful daughters and strong sons, the most beautiful daughter being Olivia. She was said to have long black hair and sapphire eyes, as well as a very shy and sweet demeanor. She apparently had every man in town begging to do her bidding. One day, Olivia was on her way home and came upon a young woman wearing a dusty cape, staring at the ground looking for coins. Olivia had never seen the woman before and was very curious. She knelt beside the woman and could smell that she had not bathed in days and figured she was tired and hungry as well. Olivia asked the woman who she was and where she was traveling, but the woman gave no response. Olivia assumed the woman was simply shy and said, Well, you shall come with me to my home, and we'll all sort it out. The woman followed her. I feel like the accent's just... I was going to say... Was that, was that intentional? <laughs> um, no, but I just kind of rolled with it. Yeah, go, yeah. Uh, Olivia brought the woman home, and her mother and sisters began to clean her up. As soon as the filthy cape was taken away, the woman's breathtaking beauty began to shine through. She had blonde hair, jade eyes, and alabaster skin. That's some expensive looks. Mm-hmm. Alabaster skin? Right. Jade How long eyes. Is that? How long <laughs> since that's been like a, a common uh, descriptor? While she was in her early 20s, her frame was so petite that she could easily fit into Olivia's clothes, whose age we don't know, so I'm assuming Olivia's 15 then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, The other girls were instantly jealous and curious as to who this mysteriously beautiful woman was and why she did not talk. 
When Mr. Shelton and his sons returned home from work that night, Mr. Shelton voiced to his wife his unsettling feeling that taking in another mouth to feed, especially one as pretty as hers, was not a good idea. He thought that Olivia's beauty would not hold a candle to the woman's, and she would complicate their negotiations with Olivia's suitors. Miss Shelton said that turning the woman out would only allow another family to take her in, and that their only option was to try to hide this woman away from the world until Olivia and their daughters were married. So, a little bit of Rapunzel thinking going on there. Because this, because this lady is so beautiful, she has to be hid, hidden away. Yeah, because otherwise she's gonna steal the man, steal the her her girl's man's. Wow. You can't be stealing their daughter's man's. That's so funny. So they just met this chick, and all of a sudden, like, and immediately, all the the daughters are like, "Man, she's no, she's too good looking. Get her out of here." <laughs> no. Well, what's terrible is like, there's a lot of stories from back in the day of people just hiding people away in a room and. There you go. Mm-hmm. How common in practice was that, I'm wondering? <laughs> Unfortunately, too common. But usually it involved someone that was either disabled um, in some manner or, or some form of handicap. Oh, you mean as far as like an embarrassment sort of thing? Goes? Right, right, yeah. right, right. Um, accepted, it seems, back then. Right. So let's continue and see if she breaks her way out of this room. Miss Shelton instructed her children that they were not to speak of the woman to anyone. They told the woman that she was only safe in the house and was not to leave under any circumstance. After a few days, Olivia, confident in her own beauty, convinced the woman to walk with her to the store. It did not take long for the people to notice the woman's beauty, and the attention quickly began to focus on the mysterious woman. Word spread quickly, and it took no time at all for the suitors to seek her out. The very next day, the most eligible young man, and the one Olivia had hoped to marry, called upon the Sheltons to ask for the woman's hand in marriage. Mrs. Shelton was furious, but the couple told the man that they must talk to the woman's family before they could accept and would let him know by the end of the week. Olivia overheard the conversation. In tears, she told her mother to do whatever was necessary to not let it happen. She begged her parents to turn the woman out on the streets of another town, but Mrs. Shelton was devising her own plan. That hateful lady. <laughs> oh, you almost did it, too. I almost did it. <laughs> man, that's, this is messed up. It, it, you know? The next day, Mrs. Shelton sought out the preacher, saying that this woman must be a witch. She explained how she appeared into the town out of thin air and bewitched everyone so that they saw the most beautiful person. The woman could not or would not speak, but she convinced the preacher that the woman kept her mouth shut because if she were to open it, pure evil would come out. Because, you know, just evil falls out the mouth. And yeah. You can vomit evil and spit nails. The preacher's and... like, sure, sure thing, yeah. <laughs> The townspeople gathered and decided that it must be so. They debated burning her, hanging her, or drowning her, but they were unsure of her powers. They decided that the safest way to execute her was to bury her alive, placing heavy stones upon her grave, so if she were to rise from the dead, she could not escape. Only a few minutes later, after the meeting, the townspeople gathered outside of the Shelton's home and dragged the woman from the house. She did not speak. The men began to shove her around, and the women spit upon her, but she said nothing. They kicked her down and tied her arms behind her back and then to a long rod in which two men took a hold and dragged her to the cemetery where the others were quickly digging her grave. The stoic lady looked unsettlingly at Olivia, who was crying at the cruelty being done to the alleged witch, spoke the only words the townspeople ever heard from her. I am Sadie Baker. Three months after Sadie's execution, Olivia married her favorite suitor, the one that had chosen Sadie first and was happily playing the role of a caring wife. 
But this did not last long. Olivia was paranoid that he was thinking of Sadie instead of her, and that he favored her beauty. She began to find herself staring in the mirror and hating her dark hair and tan skin. Several times she would stare at herself so long she began to see Sadie's reflection instead of her own. Her husband would beg her to come away from the looking glass, but she would not. One day he came home to find Olivia with large tufts of hair missing, as she would pull all the dark hair from her head, saying that it did not belong amongst her pale locks. Horrified at her behavior, he took her to the preacher, who decided that on the day of the execution, Sadie Baker must have bewitched Olivia to embody herself. To destroy the witch that was inside Olivia, they began rigorous treatments, but none helped. One night, Olivia ran from the house as though it was on fire and was screaming at the top of her lungs, I am Sadie Baker! The husband caught her and pulled her to the ground where she had strength of ten men as she tossed him off of her laughing devilishly. She escaped into the woods where the townspeople lost track of her. It said that Olivia Shelton was never seen again, but that she allowed the spirit of Sadie Baker to escape that day on the, on the execution as she gazed into her eyes. The spirits guard her grave, where you're supposed to give her coins she was looking for and to leave her be, as Olivia should have done many years ago. Bum, bum, bum. Man, Olivia, what? She was hateful. Yeah. <laughs> the worst kind of person. I don't know who was worse. Her, I feel like her mom was way worse, though. Like, I mean, she was jealous, but, like, her mom. Well, they're all bad. And okay, so it's one of those Olivia Baker's never been seen again, or Olivia, Olivia Shelton. What, what was it? Shelton. Shelton. And there's a couple variations to the story that I found. Some of them straight up say, like they don't give as much um, uh, deep insight into the family. Okay. It's a little more of like she was a straight up witch. Yeah. And she was yeah, just a little bit more witchy, and really did bewitch the townspeople and. Um, she had a little more to say on her, or a little more happened on the day of her death. Mm -hmm. um, but I liked that telling the best. So this is like a local lore about a witch, essentially. A yeah. Supposed witch. A witch and some haters. A pretty lady who everybody wanted to kill. Mm -hmm. They just didn't want to talk. Yeah. Terrible people, man. Terrible people. Always. Terrible. Throughout time. I could see that happening, though. I know it's a local legend, mm -hmm. but I could very much see that. I don't know about the buried alive part, though. Don't be surprised. I feel like you just get thrown out. Eh. People got creative back in those days. I mean, they still, I mean, you know, they still do, but. Like, you only had so much to work with. Yeah. Back then, and I'm, I'm, I would assume, you know, as opposed to. Or aside from burning, like they were just trying to cause as much pain and misery as possible. And it said early 1800s, and that that was roughly the time of the Salem trials, right? I can't say for sure, but Google knows. Yes. Okay, Google. When were the Salem witch trailer tri trials? Oh no, that was way earlier. It was in um, the late 1600s. Oh uh, okay. But people been tripping about witches forever. Mm -hmm. Actually, they've not been tripping about them. They used to like witches, and then they got a bad rep, which we might go into in a later episode. We should. But. So, that's Sadie Baker. That's Sadie Baker. How do you feel about Sadie? I feel like she got done real dirty. <laughs> that's that's just a sad story. Yeah, you don't think she was a witch? I mean, not from that telling. I feel like 
Maybe if there's another telling that makes her a little bit more witchy, and <laughs> <laughs> right, I guess I would have to look at and do a little more more. Well, to me, I research. think the, the witchy part is like not so much while she was alive. It's like when she died, did she really like possess? Well, it sounds like that lady just went crazy with jealousy because she just like that's what's what I'm leaning just to. Just couldn't stand the thought of her man still liking this girl even after she's dead more but, than her. But just imagine like you're in the mirror, you're looking in the mirror, mm-hmm. and then her face keeps popping up into the mirror i'd drive you nuts like literally popping up not just like her imagining it yeah pulling your own hair out because it's not ugh. sounds like that lady went crazy i mean because she knows she's responsible for her death too yeah so she hadn't done anything then sadie would have been fine but then she runs off into the woods and now she's like a wild woods woman Mm Mm-hmm. and she's gonna be found the same way sadie was and she's gonna say her name was sadie baker but she's not going to be pretty. She's going to oh. come into another town, and then they're going to stone her to death. I didn't think about that. I don't know. She maybe. shows up somewhere not speaking any... Oh, and it's just a chain. It's a chain. Oh. But she's not going to be real pretty, though. Chain. <laughs> and she shows up wherever because she's like, pulling all her hair out and stuff. Well, she doesn't have any mirrors in the woods, so it might grow up by then. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's chain mill gone wrong. But yeah, that's a... I mean, I guess that would be the the bright side scenario. Right. <laughs> is that she just, just carries on. All right, Jordan, give us some of the other ones from East Tennessee. Okay, so we're going off of what you uh, sent over here, eh? Okay, our first one is Sadie Baker. So we've got the Bijou Theater in Knoxville. I think that's how you say it, B-I-J-O-U. I could have maybe just um, butchered that, but who knows. So tell me if I'm wrong, guys. Um, just don't hate us for it. That's all I ask. Yeah, but I'm always down for it. We will correct anything we need to correct. For Just sure. understand it's from a good heart. <laughs> I'd rather know. Um, so, all right. So, Bijou Theater, Knoxville. What is a better site for a ghost story legend than a building from the early 1800s that has served as a hotel, Civil War hospital, and a theater? Okay. Got some background. Yeah. So, that is a, that's a couple different things. Uh, that is exactly what the Bijou Theater used to be a home to. It's believed that the spirits of those who have passed away in the building have been trapped there, and it was said that they continue to roam the premises, walking up and down stairs, moving bookshelves around, dropping books, and even screaming on some nights. Can we just... Why... Why are ghosts jerks? I mean, I don't know that they're jerks. Maybe that's... But, like, there's so many stories of, like, yeah, I'm going to pull your book off the shelf just to be a dick about it make you have to pick it up i mean i mean i'm sure there's like more things but like it just seems like a little prankster like, like it does seem it does seem prankstery but I'm like they could go they could be a lot worse <laughs> they yeah. could be a lot better could be a lot worse I, I suppose to be fair that would be enough to freak me all the way out i don't mm-hmm. need you full body apparitioning making me pee myself or doing something to you in ghost form anyways you yeah. know coming and knocking your glasses off or something like that I'm or cool. yeah i'm cool just like getting smacked by nothing <laughs> you imagine that just goes flat <laughs> out of nowhere oh man that's so confused and offended and ashamed well then don't go to bijou theater <laughs> you'll get smacked but by the a ghost. screaming though phantom screaming mm-hmm. that does give me the little chills just kind of imagining that yeah you ever been anywhere and you think you I, I think we've all like think we've heard something think we've heard someone say our name and things like that mm-hmm. but i've never like been somewhere and thought i heard screaming 
I mean, unless I knew it was screaming, no, I haven't heard any. Um, I'm trying to picture myself in like disembodied a, or anything, like a big <clears throat> old school or something. Yeah, it's like very echoey, and just hearing some screaming from the other side of the building. Well, I was a pretty sheltered kid, <laughs> I should say. <laughs> um, you know, as David would say, a pussy. <laughs> uh, we just didn't really do stuff like that. We didn't really hang out around, you know, abandoned school or no. anything like that after no. hours. I mean, it's probably a good idea. It seems, it seems like something that David would do, but it wasn't really up my alley. I was comfortable at home playing video games. <laughs> David <laughs> is with a, friends. Jordan's former stepdad. Yes. And and your... And my father-in-law. Father-in-law, yeah. So... Oh. <laughs> Shout out to... Good old day. Oh, the times we live. Uh-huh. Um, but, <laughs> um, I, I've went out ghost tri- uh, hunting a couple times. Really? And uh, not, like, for real, because, honestly, I never had the balls for it. Yeah. Um, but I know, and so we've talked about this a couple times. In uh, older parts of the country, there's a lot of, like, especially places that had land, mm-hmm. there's a lot of family cemeteries. Yeah. So, like, in uh, eastern Kentucky, where I was living... Uh, there was a lot of family cemetery plots, and I knew there was one that was not far from where we lived. And uh, I had some friends over, like kind of partying it up on Halloween. And I was like, "Hey guys, you know, we had a few beers in us." I was like, "Let's go, uh, go check out the cemetery." And you had a few beers in you. That's all you say no more. <laughs> so we stumbled ourselves up the up the hills to the cemetery where nothing happened at. And you always get there. And, like, people that say they're going to do things don't do anything. And then other people try to tempt things. And you're like, you better shut your mouth. But then it's like, also, why are you here? Yeah. I was going to say, as long as kids aren't, like, defacing no, uh, no. gravestones and whatnot. We weren't that kind of heathens. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I, I figured you wouldn't be. But, I mean, I don't know. You hung out with Kentucky. <laughs> I mean, Nate, too. But Yeah. He was part of the party. I'm. Sh- oh, yeah? He mm. was there? That's so funny. So. Good old Nate. Okay. So, that's the Bijou Theater. Um, also in Knoxville, we have Baker Peter's house, mm. which I'm assuming no relation to the Sadie Baker story. But we'll see. Um, another building with a deep history in the area. The Baker Peter's house is the site of a famous Confederate Union food feud food um, Confederate Union feud In an altercation with Union soldiers. Dr. Harvey Baker, the owner of the Baker Peter's house at the time, was shot and killed. His son, Abner Baker was furious upon hearing this and decided to seek revenge for his father upon returning to Knoxville. In doing so, he murders his father's killer only to be murdered himself by a town mob. Ooh. Mob justice. Yeah. Uh, Since then, the Baker Peters house has been used for a wide variety of functions, serving as a restaurant, bar, and jazz club over the years. Ooh, I'm down for a jazz club. I want to go to a jazz club so bad. (laughs) Let's make light of this. Um... Nevertheless, owners of these different businesses have claimed that Abner continues to roam the establishment, with many reporting a number of paranormal happenings, including glassware moving and breaking randomly, lights going off and on, and footstep noises being heard. There is even a photograph of the ghost on display. I'm trying to find this framed picture, and I can't. Come on. But interesting, okay. though. So if We'll see if we can't find that later. If you're in the area, check out, check out that. So Knoxville's got a couple of them. Yeah. Got the Baker Peters House and the Bijou Theater. Um, next up, we got Oak. We're moving over on over to Oak Ridge, in the story of John Hendricks. Okay. 
The Legend of Oak Ridge Resident John Hendricks takes place in the late 1800s, which it seems like a, quite a few of these have been a little older, older stories. Sadie yeah, like early 1800s, 1800s like era. Yeah. So I'm wondering if this is, wasn't around the same time. Um, anyways, one day while praying, John Hendricks is believed to have had a vision telling him to sleep outside in the forest ground, on the forest ground for 40 days and 40 nights. Hmm. Why would you do that? Well, okay. He's, <laughs> anyway, he had a vision. Shortly after doing so, he starts seeing even more visions, and he begins to predict certain events that would go on to occur in Oak Ridge. He predicts the arrival of the L and N Railroad to Oak Ridge, and prophesies that the city would one day become a bustling urban center that will go on to play a role in ending a great war. In addition to all of that, Hendricks had also predicted the relative location of several buildings and businesses standing in Oak Ridge today. Hmm. We might have to do a little bit more digging. Yeah, I want to see guy. what he uh, what he claimed and what was accurate or not. And I want to get an accurate date on his life because it just says 1800s. Yeah, he might he he might turn into a full length episode. Yeah, that'd be cool. Another candidate for Paranormal Man of the Year. It's John Hendricks. Okay, I'm coming back to you. Uh, perhaps he could have seen the railroad coming, and perhaps he was making a simple prediction about the city's future development. But to prophesy Oak Ridge's future role in ending World War II, when Y-12 was not even there at the time, is something that continues to haunt the Oak Ridge community. Y-12. What is Y-12? And what did it have to do with World War II? This warrants further exploration. Okay. Commenting on these East Tennessee legends, two Knoxville natives were not entirely convinced, but some of these stories definitely raised their eyebrows. Riley Walker, Knoxville native and freshman at Central New Mexico Community College, said if any of these stories is to be true, the John Hendricks legends was the one. There is simply just too much of all of it to be just coincidences. So, yeah. Okay. I think that's cool. That's a good one to end on. I want to... We got to look back at John Hendricks. John Uh, Hendricks predicted things. Uh, See, I know it sounds crazy. And, I mean, this episode being fresh after our biblical stories episode, not to get too preachy, but... Uh, it's it's hard. Like if you believe your higher power that rules everything tells you to do something, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to say no to that. I mean, actually, it's really easy to say no to that. But if uh, if you believe that in your being, then it's hard to say no to that. Yeah. So, but it's interesting. He he did the, and forty pops up forty. The time period of forty days pops up a couple times in there uh-huh 40 days 40 nights in the in, in the bible mm-hmm. in the bible um, in the biblical texts so yeah that's interesting yeah uh we'll have to look back into him and see what mm-hmm. what all he predicted accurately I'm, I'm always down to see like that's really weird stuff to me people that know stuff that they're not supposed to know oh yeah like Sarah um, said that a couple times where she's just had like a like a premonition. Sarah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, my sister. Yeah. Her sister. <laughs> she. Uh, one time when. Um, oh man. Okay. This doesn't have to go on the pod, but it could. She might want to tell herself premonitions and predictions and. Yeah, that, that weirds me out. Mm-hmm. Man, that's so cool. People knowing what they shouldn't know. Yeah. I feel it. I feel you know it. that it makes me. I mean, because it makes it pokes more fun at the the, the thought that time is kind of somewhat. Line. Or that there's yeah, or that there's yeah, alterations to it. But how do you feel about East Tennessee? East Tennessee as a whole, uh, I feel like has lots of potential. Yeah. For some more. More uh, weirdness. Yeah. 
Or it was starting with John Hendricks. I'm gonna get back to him real soon. Um, I'm glad that Alex suggested it. Yeah, absolutely. I was rife with lore. <laughs> absolutely. It's yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of those places, older parts of the country. You're well, you're gonna get more around there. Were any of these specific suggestions from him, or was he? No, just... they were not. He just uh, had recommended uh, the area specifically yeah. when we do Tennessee for him. So Alex, um, if and when you listen, if there's any that we didn't cover, if there's any that you please, are like, please, yeah. like that you know of that you're like, dude, this has gotta yeah. be one of them. Hit us up. But we hope you enjoyed it. We hope all you listeners enjoyed it. Um, if you guys want to suggest something like Alex did, don't be shy. We respond quickly. We check yeah. the Facebook or not the Facebook. We check the email and Instagram daily. Mm-hmm. Um, email us at cre- or email us at creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. send us your suggestions how you're feeling about the show um even if you just want to say hi we you know we respond to everybody we really appreciate it um if you want to check us out on instagram or yeah. at creepy campfire podcast yeah for us um, creepy campfire podcast it's growing it's growing we we did a, a drawing not too long ago if you missed that episode where some some lucky listener won a shirt yeah uh, for joining the instagram page and i think we, we'll do that every once in a while do some kind of fun drawing giveaway yeah and i'm, I'm getting i'm trying to get more on top of the uh the instagram getting used to we're gonna try to do our first story and stuff like that. So Jordan, Jordan doesn't social very much. I really don't. So he's learning. But the wives are trying to get in on it. So we're we're gonna we're gonna make it a group effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're gonna beef that up for you guys. Um, and again, I mentioned it at the front of the episode, but uh, if you want to join the Patreon, we really support support it. We don't take that like we don't take that lightly. It's your hard earned money, and we want to make sure you're getting your money's worth for it. Oh yeah. So check us out there, p- patreoncom slash podcast. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure what we... Oh, I do know what we have coming up next after this. Um, I've got my episode... Oh, actually, no, it's your turn, because I did Biblical Monsters. Yes. So, Jordan, it's your turn. Mm-hmm. Do you know what you're you're doing? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try... We'll see We'll see how extensive it gets, but it's going to be the ideally the um, Winchester Mystery House in San Jose. Ooh, fun. Yeah. One of these days when we have some time at the same time... Oh, we're going down there for sure. Yeah, we, we want to... Because there's a lot of cool spots in California near us. Mm-hmm. Like there's that, there's Alcatraz, a couple places. Yeah. I'd like to go and I don't want to tempt any spirits or anything, but just kind of go and be there and be like, mm-hmm. hey, what's the vibe of this place? Yeah, go check it out. As the youths say, what's its vibe? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> we're 20, we're 26, 25. And feeling out and, of touch. Yeah. <laughs> Our fingers this far on the pulse. <laughs> this is this is as close as we get as a podcast that of doing stuff that we're that we're enjoying. Mm-hmm. So, and then hopefully you guys are enjoying listening too. Absolutely. So. so, I guess that does it for this one. Yeah, Barney's. Um, I guess he's. They tried to haul him off to jail, but he broke <laughs> out of the car and ran off into the woods, and that's why he's been quiet the rest of this episode. So we got to track him down and get him back over to california so he doesn't get imprisoned over here in tennessee yeah but, i'll find him by next i'm sure he's on the beach by now uh he might be he runs off quick he's got those big strides you know mm-hmm. just a couple steps and he's gone i mean i thought i had a wide gate but my <laughs> god <laughs> so that'll do it for this one everybody uh, until next time don't forget stay, stay toasty, toasty.